Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again. The O The Pain podcast. It is Friday. It is July 15th. My favorite month of the year, by the way, 2022, the Joe Beningo Order Pay Podcast, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by KZ Sports Marketing, and of course, a need a discount tire, working on a few new uh, advertisers, hopefully coming our way soon. And uh, I tell you what, what is better? I mean, look, if you're a golf fan, what is better than getting up like I do? Our wonderful cat, Iggy, gets us up every morning about 4.30, quarter to 5.00. But what is better than getting up at that early hour and putting on the TV and there is the open freaking championship from St. Andrews? I mean, how good is that? If you were a golf guy, all my golf guy buddies, Joey and Clark, JJ, you know, Tommy Keenan, all the big golf guys, I mean, there is nothing better than getting up and watching the open championship and uh, as I uh, came downstairs here to do this today, uh, right now, uh, DJ, Dustin Johnson, who really has had a very quiet year, you know, a lot of controversy with, uh, you know, him going on the live tour and all of that. But, you know, the live tour guys are playing in the Open, the British Open here at St. Andrews. And uh, DJ, eight on the par. He's tied for the lead right now with the kid from Sleepy Hollow up here in Tarrytown, Cameron Young, who... Uh, Shot a blistering 64-8 under par yesterday to take the lead. Now, he has not teed off yet. Uh, I'm not sure what time he tees off. Tees off later on, uh, later on in the day. But right now, uh, he's, he is tied with DJ, 8 under par uh, for the lead. Round two of the Open Championship. The great Scotty Scheffler, who is right now the number one golfer in the world. He's won four tournaments, won the Masters. Uh, he's right behind them at a shot back. Taylor Gooch uh, only a shot back. As uh, he finished his round today, uh, he is now seven under par. It looks like the cut line is going to be even par. Uh, my pick in this tournament was Jordan Speed. They got Jordan Speed. He's three under right now, not playing too bad. I don't know where he is, right? As I, as I came downstairs, the eighth, eighth hole, ninth hole, he's somewhere along the lines there. But a lot of guys in contention. Siwoo Kim right up there. I believe he's only a shot back at seven under. Oh, Cam Young, as my wife, who, uh, you know, doubles as many things, uh, 8.26 Eastern time, uh, he will tee off. And he was the leader. As I said, he's tied for the lead right now with Dustin Johnson at eight under par. And Jordan Speed now, who I have, is now four under. So Jordan making a little bit of a run here. Um, looks like the first time, you know, I'm in this crazy golf pool with my buddy Tommy Keenan got me in every year. I actually have a winner this year. Sam Burns won for me. Earlier in the year, actually beat Scheffler in a playoff to win. I forget what tournament it was, but that's my only winner so far. It looks like Speed's going to make the cut. The other three majors, he's four under. He's he's going to make the cut easily unless there's some kind of disaster that befalls him here. Let's hope not. The other three majors this year that I had picked in this pool with Tommy Keenan's pool, none of them made the cut. 
I had Louis Ustazen at the Masters, and he wound up uh, uh, having to be uh, to disqualify himself or whatever he did. He had a, he left after one round. I guess he was uh, not 100% healthy, and uh, he wound up uh, backing out of the tournament after one round. Then I had Scheffler. After he'd won the Masters, I had Scheffler at the PGA. He doesn't make the cut at the PGA. Scheffler, you can't make it up. <laughs> And then uh, at the who the hell did I have at the U.S. Open? I don't even remember who I had at the U.S. Open now. But he didn't make the cut either. I <laughs> was it Cameron? I think it was Cam Smith. I had right Cam Smith, and he didn't make the cut at the U.S. Open. But it looks like Speed now sitting there solidly at four under. Still a lot of golf to be played today. Is going to make the cut at St Andrews at the Open Championship. And remember, Speed came close to winning. You go back to the year was it 2015? Uh, when Spieth won the Masters, then he won the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay, if you remember that, when DJ missed that putt at the end that would have forced the playoff. Spieth wound up winning that. And then Spieth almost won the uh, Open Championship, missed a putt late, uh, just missed a playoff that eventually Zach Johnson won. I think it was a playoff with Zach Johnson and Mark Leishman, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and uh, Zach Johnson wound up winning that. So, so Speed came close to winning at St. Andrews the last time they played there. We'll see what happens here. But I got Speed. But right now, if you're watching it, and really, you know, how great is that golf course? I mean, it's so wide open. All the fescue. They got double greens. They got greens that are like for two different holes. I was watching Tiger today. And Tiger, I want to get into Tiger too because he's seven over par. You know, he looks like he's really struggling just to walk around there at St. Andrews. Yeah, you really feel bad because, you know, golf, you'd love to see Tiger playing well and being in contention. It doesn't look like he's going to make the cut. Like I said, last time I saw, he still had about, eight, you know, 10 holes or so to play, but he's seven over par. Uh, he's not going to make it. And like I said, you see him walking around, he's struggling, he's kind of limping around. It's really too bad because, uh, you you know, really, you, you want to, like I said, you want to see Tiger uh, in contention, especially when you're, you know, you're playing at a classic uh, an old time, the as they say, the home of golf, the birthplace of golf at uh, St. Andrews in Scotland. But nevertheless, terrific stuff. Uh, you got to love watching this, man. I mean, what's better? But it is crazy. You know, you, you see like they got the same green for two different holes. Tiger was putting from a flag about, he had about a 120 foot putt and he's standing by the flag that's from another hole putting to the flag that's on his hole. It was crazy, crazy stuff. You got the burns there instead of like water. They have those little like creek things, little, I don't know what they call them, a burn. You don't want to go in there. We know that. They got bunkers. Well, I think there's 110 bunkers at St. Andrews and these crazy bunkers that are almost impossible to get out of. I think I'd be throwing it out of there. I can see my wife now playing at one of those bunkers, man. She'd be, she'd be breaking, the, breaking the club, getting out of that. But uh, nevertheless, what are you going to do? I mean, it is what it is. But it, great stuff. If you're a golf guy, Tremendous, and it should be a great weekend because you got all these guys. Like I said, DJ, uh, uh, Cameron Young, um, uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler, Siwoo Kim, Taylor Gooch, all these guys right up there. Cantley was six under par, Patrick Cantley. So you're going to have a lot of guys in contention here going forward. And really, it, it's great. So, I mean, you get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and here's the golf. I mean, what's better than that? So the Open Championship going on right now. Very excited about that. The only negative about the Open Championship is now that they flip-flopped it and they moved the PGA uh, into May, where now it's the second of the uh, of the 
uh, majors. It used to be the last major. Remember the, the old schedule? It was the Masters first, then the U.S. Open, then the Open Championship, and then the PGA. They have now reversed that. Now you got, obviously, Masters first, you, uh, the uh, PGA second, U.S. Open third, and now the Open Championship. And once this is open, and once this is over, that's it. I, 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 Pretty much for me, the golf year is over. You know, wake me up again at Kapalua in January, you know, because that's really where I'll get excited again about the golf. I can't get cr- crazy about the FedEx Cup. You know, to me, that's a man-made thing, you know. And, well, and I, look, I mean, there's a lot of money to be made in the FedEx Cup if you win it. I mean, there's no doubt for the golfers. But as far as, like, any kind of excitement for the tournament, yeah, I can't really get excited over that. But uh, the Open going on, and uh, it's going to be a great weekend. There's no doubt about it. Looks like the cut's going to be even par. Unfortunately, Tiger not going to make it as uh, he is plus seven as we speak. All right, Beningo is sitting here uh, down in my basement, my little museum down here. Uh, all the sports stuff that I have all over the place, it's really pretty cool. But nevertheless, who cares? You know, you, you, does anybody really care? No, not really. But anyway, let, let me get my sponsors in here. The Hackensack Brewing Company. Now, remember, July 29th, and it's coming up fast. It's two weeks from today. We will have our next uh, live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And we're going to be doing one every month. We're going to have a weekly during the football season. We're going to have once a month a football Friday that we're going to be doing a live podcast from at the Brewing Company. Uh, we should have some surprises working on a special guest uh, to have there for the 29th. And you know the deal. Located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in a beautiful Hackensack, the Fairmont neighborhood. Uh, you can uh, check out the tap room. It's open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, Saturday, 12 to 8, Sundays. Uh, 78 Johnson Avenue, Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. As they always say, no, no tombstone for me yet, but could be coming soon. You never know. Uh, go see my good buddy, the great Mike Jones, one of the really one of the all-time greats. Uh, go see TJ. Go see Herb and my son-in-law, Andre, everybody over there at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And we'll see you July 29th for our next installment of the live podcast. Also, the KZ Sports Marketing. We got the Marty Lions uh, golf outing coming up August 8th. Should be interesting out at Old Westbury. Should be pretty good. KZ Sports Marketing, you know the deal. He helps me book the book the guests on the podcast. If you're looking to secure your favorite athlete or celebrity for any event, uh, could be anything, charity function, corporate outing, whatever you want, in-store autograph appearance, give Zor a call, Kenny Zor, KZ Sports Marketing. You can call or text him directly on his cell, 516-996-7616. Simply visit kzsportsmarketing.com. All right, big week for the Mets. When we talked on Monday, they were getting ready for a huge, the biggest series of the year, huge three-game series against the Atlanta Braves. They went into Atlanta uh, having lost that Sunday game to the Marlins. Remember, they split four-game series with with the Marlins at Citi Field. They lost to Sandy Alcantara that day on that Sunday. They go into Atlanta with only a game and a half lead in the division, two game lead in the loss column. They have to, in my, in your mind, you got to win two out of three. They're going into the series without stalling Marte, who was banged up with a, a groin or whatever he had. He was day to day. He didn't play at all in the series. Jeff McNeil goes on paternity leave, uh, so he misses the entire series. And still, the Mets go down there and win two out of three. I mean, you got to be thrilled. Tremendous pitching. All the way through, Max Scherzer with a brilliant seven-inning outing to you know uh, to help them win Game One. 
They lost the second game, even though David Peterson pitched very well into the sixth inning, gave up a two-run home run. And uh, who was that to, uh, was it to Riley? I think it was to Austin Riley. He gave up a two-run home run to him. They wound up losing that game 4-1. But then they bounced back on Wednesday afternoon behind Chris Bassett, uh, behind, uh, you know, a big day, Francisco Lindor with a big three-run home run in that game. And the Mets take two out of three and leave Atlanta with a actually picking up a game, two and a half games up and three games in the loss column. <clears throat> even Joey, even, even the ever, I mean, I, I, you talk about, I mean, I'm negative. And when it comes to my sports teams, I'm about as negative a guy as you could have. You know, the glass is not, forget half full. The glass is like, you know, barely like I uh, got a, uh, a, a, uh, a drop of water in it with my teams. But even Joey was thrilled after they won two out of three. Can you imagine? Joey and Clark calling me up and saying he's happy. Oh, my <laughs> God. I thought he had a date or something. I mean, I thought he got lucky for once. But you can't really figure that's happening with Joey. But Joey and Clark. And I, I, I want to I go and talk about my good buddy, Joey. I love Joey. I really do. Joey and Clark, okay? Like, if Joey and Clark was like, uh, I don't know, in a hot tub with supermodels, He'd still be like straining, creaking his neck to see the Met game. <laughs> and the hell with the supermodels. Where's the Met game? I mean, what the hell here? <laughs> what kind of what kind of place is this? No Met game? Girls, but no Met game? <laughs> so that would be Joey and Clark. But even he, even he is happy, okay, that the Mets wound up taking two out of three. And then the Mets bounce back. And, and and here's the other thing, too, after they they win these two out of three. Lindor has been very good. I, I got to say, let me let me say this about Lindor. Because I have been sold down on this guy. You know, I thought they completely overpaid him. They gave him $350 million for 10 years. I didn't like the trade to begin with. They traded Rosario. They traded Jimenez, who's really playing well now for the Guardians in Cleveland. But he's playing well. But I didn't like the trade to begin with. All right, they make the trade. But why the hell did they have to give Lindor a big, this big contract before he even swung a bat for the team? I thought they should have let him at least play out, you know, his first year. He did not have a very good first year. Shades of, you know, Robbie Alomar and Carlos Baiega, you know, other uh, uh, middle infielders that they got from Cleveland in the past that were absolute disasters. But Lindor is really having a pretty good year. What has he got now? I think 16 home runs, about 65 RBIs. Uh, you know, he's still not hitting for any kind of a great average, but he's really starting now to get some big hits and be a big part. I mean, a big part of this offense. He's actually been much better than he was last year. I mean, he's much better than Viega or Alomar. Much better than he was last year. Still probably not worth $35 million a year. You know, I mean, you know, that's a hell of a contract he got. But with Buck here, Buck is kind of, you know, uh, given, I think, he has really kind of helped him get a little more acclimated to what it's all about to playing in New York. And Lindor has really settled down. He's always played terrific defense, but really now has settled down uh, to uh, to play very, very, uh, starting to be very, very effective for the New York Mets. They went into Chicago yesterday. Lindor set the tone with a big RBI base hit in the first inning, and uh, then they just went went from there. Nimmo had a home run, had three hits yesterday, one a triple short of the cycle. How good has Nimmo been? And the Mets have to sign him. You have to bring Nimmo back. Free agent at the end of the year. He is one of the key guys on his team. You have to have him. They got to get him done. There's not even not even debatable. Homegrown Met got to happen. Nimmo had a big home run in the game. Patrick Muzica had a big uh, 
bases clearing two-run double against the Cubs yesterday. You know what? And I got to say this. And I know that the Met pitchers love to pitch to James McCann, who now is hurt all the time. He's God knows how long he's going to be out for. To me, the combination of Nito and Mazika is better than McCann. Uh, I mean, Nito's got a lot of big hits for him. Not that he's great, but he's got a lot of big hits for the Mets this year. You know, I like Mazika. He, he does give you a little bit of a presence as a left-hand hitter. Uh, you know, Nito specifically has done a terrific job behind the plate. Great at throwing runners out, all of that. So I don't think they miss at all McCann. Now, they wasted money on him. But we know, we know that it's only a matter of time, a matter of time until Francisco Alvarez, their number one prospect, is going to come up and and be catching. And it wouldn't be a bad idea if they brought him up now to DH because the DH position has been terrible. Look, Dom Smith has been horrible. Dom Smith has not hit a home run in over a year. I mean, what happened to this guy? He had a solid year in 2020. He's been terrible, terrible. Smith has been terrible. Uh, J.D. Davis has been terrible. Escobar, uh, Eduardo Escobar, I can't even say his name. He got a big hit yesterday. Hit a home run in that last game in Atlanta as well. Uh, the last game of that three-game series, but uh, did get an RBI hit yesterday, but he hasn't been great, that's for sure. Uh, you know, Luis Guillaume has been. How good has Luis Guillaume been? I mean, are you kidding me? He had a big home run. He had that big two-RBI game with a home run uh, when they beat Atlanta the first game of the series uh, in Atlanta on uh, Monday behind Scherzer. He's been phenomenal defensive. I mean, he when he's playing second and you got Lindor at short, Man, you got some highlight real defense up the middle with those two guys. I mean, Guillaume is unbelievable. If it was me, he'd be playing third base every day instead of Escobar. He's batting over 300. He's really perfected that base hit to, you know, going the opposite way to left field. Gotten some big hits this year for the Mets. And as I said, defensively, the guy's a, mag- a magician. You know, he's almost like a combination of Ozzie Smith and Omar Vizquel defensively. I mean, really, really has been. Uh, very, very good. So you got to like what you got from Guillaume. But still, they need another big bat in this line, lineup. They need another big bat as we go to the All-Star weekend. This is the uh, last weekend of uh, before we go to the All-Star break in L.A. But they need another big bat in the lineup. Maybe you bring Alvarez up and let him DH. I don't know. I would be adverse to that. And they need help in the bullpen. Now, it looks like the Grom's going to be back, believe it or not. But still, I'll still. I know he pitched in Syracuse yesterday. I think he's had three rehab starts. Uh, they're talking about the San Diego series for him to pitch uh, for real with the Mets after the All Star break. But still, I'm going to continue to say this with Degrom: Wake me up when Degrom is back. Is back. Can't you see? I mean, I hate to say this. I hate. I hate this. But I'm very down. You know, I'm down on Degrom. The guy hasn't pitched for a damn year. Okay. And and I'll, and I'll continue to say this. I, again, I forget who this quote is from. The greatest ability, availability. That's what's so great about my wife. She's always available. Greatest ability is available. <laughs> she's laughing. The greatest of, you just seen her on a golf course yesterday. Greatest ability is availability. No doubt about it. And that's something that we haven't seen from Jacob DeGrom. And can't you see, you know, he makes that last rehab start or whatever. He's ready to pitch. And all of a sudden, Oh, he's got a twinge. Like, all of a sudden, there'll be a twinge for DeGrom. Let's hope there's no twinges, okay? But, look, I want to see DeGrom come back and pitch great the rest of the year, help us win a World Series, and then they can let him go. Because I wouldn't give him a dime. I wouldn't trust him again that he's going to be be healthy or whatever. But we'll see how that plays out. But he did make another solid rehab start. I think he pitched three innings 
uh, gave up one unearned run. I think it was four innings, actually. One unearned, one unearned run in Syracuse. And uh, I forget uh, how many strikeouts he had. It doesn't. It really doesn't matter. But nevertheless, uh, hopefully we're going to see DeGrom after the All-Star break. I mean, right now, all signs are pointing that way. But the Mets again last night beat the Cubs 8-0. Uh, Peter Alonso hit a two-run home run again late in the game. Hopefully he's going to start rolling now because he's been quiet for about, you know, almost a month now. He's only hit two home runs in the last month or so. Hasn't really been driving in runs, even though he still leads uh, MLB with 74 RBIs. And he has now tied David Wright's Met record for most RBIs uh, before the All-Star break with 74. He's still got three games to play. Mets play in, uh, uh, before the break. Mets play an afternoon game uh, coming up today uh, against the um, uh, the Cubs. Stroman on the mound today. Can they beat this guy up, please? Marcus freaking Stroman. Thank God they got rid of him. Really. Thank God he's gone. Marcus Stroman, who got my guy, Brian Monzo, fired. I'm going to say that. My guy, you know, who one of my guys from way back at the fan. Remember, he was Frances's producer. Believe it or not, and I don't want to get into the whole details about it, but he basically got Mark, Marcus Stroman, basically got Brian Monzo, okay, fired from the fan, from his fan job. So I got no love for Stroman, and the Mets can't beat him up enough. Uh, and again, I believe he's pitching today, uh, 130 uh, against the Cubs as they play game two of their four game series. All right, Beningo with the uh, Oh the Pain podcast. It is a Friday. Going to play a little golf later on today. Uh, as well, my wife was ripping it up on the uh, on the course yesterday. I want to get into that in a second. Uh, also, I need a tire. Uh, you don't need a tire. Go check out Ari and my son Johnny and I need a tire. Anything you need for your car, any work on your car, repairs, all of that. You need tires. That's the place for you to go. Uh, it's in Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Go check it out. Like I said, see Ari. What a great boss he is. See my son Johnny. What a great son he is. And they'll take care of you over at the Anita Discount Tire. So go check it out and uh, tell them Beningo sent you. Uh, Also, I want to thank, we played golf yesterday at the Edgewood Country Club. My wife played brilliantly, as she always does. I didn't play so great. I was kind of up and down. I did have a birdie on a par five, unbelievable birdie, where I actually hit a very good drive, then missed two shots in a row. And my third shot, only I could get, I mean, it's unbelievable. So I don't know, maybe I'm a hundred and, I don't know, 30 yards into the green, line two on a par five. I hit my six iron. I don't get I don't get it in the air at all. It's basically a ground ball. It rolls an unbelievable shot. It rolls through about two feet from the pin. Okay. I mean, let me tell you, you talk about luck. So now I'm freaking out because now I got my putting at Edgewood yesterday was was very I mean, like just put the three putt down. I mean, that's how hard it was. Okay. Everybody, the guys I miss playing with, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Mark Goldstein, what a terrific job guy he is, Dr. Goldstein, uh, tremendous. And his buddy Brian, this guy, his buddy Brian, the guy's played three times in three years. The guy looked like he was uh, freaking Scotty Scheffler out there. Three times in three years. Are you serious? I never saw a guy play so good. Unbelievable. Anyway, anyway, so I got this. I got about a two-footer for birdie, right? And you know me, and I can look, they were giving me the putt, but I, I'm putting for birdie. I can miss any. There is no putt I can't miss, okay? Unless it's maybe like like the, the ball is kind of hanging a little over the hole. Like that one I'll make. 
You know? If there's, like, part of the ball, like, showing over the freaking hole, Beningo might make that one. Okay? I mean, there's a good chance I might get that one. All right. But whatever. But I had about a two-footer. And I, as I'm walking up to the, to the green, <laughs> I'm saying, if you want to see a grown man cry, all right, if I would have missed this putt, I would have been freaking crying. Okay? Fortunately, I didn't make the putt. Did get the bird. That kind of made my day. But it was a great day. I want to thank Dr. Goldstein. I want to thank Brian for getting us out there at Edgewood. We had a great day yesterday. My wife played great as always. Shows me up all the time. You know, you know, it's it's really it's really becoming a problem when you go play golf with other guys and you bring your wife with you. And you know, the guys are you know whispering under their breath, man. You know, Beningo, he stinks, but God, his wife is good. You know. <laughs> That's a little, that's you know, a little rough to deal with, you know. Yeah, but anyway, he ain't so goddamn good. But his wife, woo, man, can she hit the ball? So I gotta like, so so she keeps me like, you know, and I gotta elevate my game because she keeps me focused to elevate my game. Because look, I don't mind that my wife's better than me, but you know, you don't want her to be that much better than you. You know what I mean? You gotta be at least try to be on her level a little bit. So, but anyway, again, great day at Edgewood. Thank, thanks, uh, thank again. Uh, Dr. Goldstein, Mark, great job. And uh, uh, his buddy, Brian, we had a terrific day there, no doubt about it. All right, now, as far as the Yankees are concerned, Yankees, how did the Yankees lose two out of three at home to the Cincinnati Reds? I mean, are you kidding me? The worst record in the National League, I believe they have the worst record in baseball. They got off to a 3-22 and start, and they could have easily swept this series. I mean, they had the lead. The game Severino got hurt, and Severino's going to be out for a while now. Um, the game that they actually won where Severino in the second game of the series gave up back-to-back-to-back home runs in the second inning. <laughs> went down 4 nothing at one point in that game and came back and pulled it out. They lost the first game of the series, and they weren't so fortunate yesterday. They wound up losing again in extra innings, 7-6 to six, uh, to the uh, Reds. Joey Votto had a big hit in the 10th inning there. So the Yankees right now, and then look, there's still 150 games over 500. They got about a 30-game lead in the division. I am, look, I mean, nobody's nobody's crying here about the Yankees. But the Yankees are in a little bit of a tailspin. They've lost four out of five. They lost those last two games of the series at Fenway to the Red Sox, and they lose two out of three at home here to Cincinnati. Uh, I guess they got the um, Red Sox coming in now this week. Another big series after the Red Sox, you know, won those last two games. They split those four games with the Yankees. And won those last two games, coming back in both of them to win at Fenway over last this past weekend, and then they go to Tampa and get swept four by the Rays. So very up and down for Boston, but uh, they come into Yankee Stadium uh, play uh, a weekend series now with the Yankees. As we will then head in to the All Star break in L.A., uh, you got a bunch of uh, what is it? Six Yankees are going, four Mets. You got Judge and Stanton starting uh, for the American League. So uh should be interesting. But, yeah, Yankees lose two out of three to Cincinnati this week. I wouldn't get too concerned about it. All right, Beningo, the Older Pain Podcast. Before we go, a little bit on the Rangers with all the free agency going on. Uh, the Rangers lost a bunch of guys. They really did. Um, you know, they didn't have a lot of money under the cap, but they lost a lot of guys. Frank Petrano they lost. Andrew Kopp they lost. Uh, they, they traded their backup goalie, Alexander Gorgiev. They actually brought in the former Islander. Uh, how do you say his name? Yadislav, I think it is. Halak. He's going to be the backup goalie now for the Rangers. They also lost Ryan Strom to free agency. Kevin Rooney. So a bunch of guys now leaving the Rangers. They did make the. They did sign Vincent Trobek 
Uh, he, of course, uh, formerly at a Carolina Hurricane. And as I mentioned, they also brought Halak in as well. Trobeck had over 50 points last year, 21 goals for Carolina. So it'll be uh, a little different look here for the uh, Rangers uh, going into the 22-23 uh, season next year. But, you know, the rest of the core is intact. Now they got to get the deal done. I think that they're, they're talking about a two-year deal uh, for Capo Caco, uh, you know, to get him because he's a restricted free agent, get him uh, assigned and uh, get him on the contract. All right. Beningo, the Yoda Pain podcast. Before we wrap up, I'll wrap up with this. I was going to sing, but nobody, well, I did sing before. I was doing a little singing. My wife was getting, she was getting sick. You know, we're sitting yesterday with our, with our buddy Brian that we played with, and he actually said, do you sing? And I said, well, I do all the time. How did you know? I mean, I, you know, my wife gets nuts. I mean, I, I sing all the time. Now, can I sing? No, probably not. I mean, there are people that think I can sing. I mean, there are songs I can pull off. So maybe one day, I'm not going to do it today in a podcast, but there may be one day when I do do a little musical interlude. So we'll see. You know, I got I to see if the spirit moves me that day, you know. But I did, you know, but before we started recording today, I did do, uh, we always do like a little uh, test record to see that things are going well, that everything is working right. And I did do a little singing, a little Temptations today. I wish it would rain. So, you know, uh, we also did a little bit of The Times and uh, uh, So In Love, if you know that song. I'm going way back. I mean, look, I'm a dinosaur. Anyway, maybe we'll do that going down the road someday. But nevertheless, um, by the way, the Knicks trying to make a trade for Donovan Mitchell. I'll wrap up with that. Wake me up when that happens. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the, the Knicks can trade whatever they want. They got all these eight eight number one draft choices or whatever. You cannot trade R.J. Barrett. The one guy that, to me, is completely untouchable. I'd rather not trade Obi Toppin or Emmanuel quickly either. But, you know, the one guy that's absolutely untouchable, R.J. Barrett, it would be great to bring Donovan Mitchell back home. Of course, he's from the area. His father worked for the Mets for a lot of years. Um, we'll see if Utah wants to deal him or not, but I'll believe that when I see it, you know, you pair him with Brunson now that you got Jalen Brunson, you got RJ Barrett, you got uh, Toppin and quickly, you might have something. We'll see. All right. I got to go. Have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy, enjoy the golf, enjoy the uh, open championship. Enjoy your beautiful, uh, July weekend. And, uh, we'll talk to you on Monday with the next installment of the Oda Payne podcast. All the